are you? What's up, Shinners? And welcome back to the Shindig podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Pengelly. Um, sadly, my sidekick isn't here again today. He's still off gallivanting, um, hunting for zebra in South Africa somewhere. But um, on today's show, we have some royalty, of, of the royal family, to be uh, to be exact. <laughs> um, we'll we'll get straight straight to uh, Mr. King and Queen of Radical Bikes because uh, today's episode is all about Radical Bikes, my my second home, my favourite place. We have Mr. and Mrs. Mitchell, Tom and Molly Mitchell. How the devil are oh. you? Oh, don't tell me you've frozen just as I introduced you there. Are you back now? Yeah, we're, we're here, back. we're here. Okay, well, we'll put it down to um, uh, your internet's connection is unstable. That's exactly what I just got a message, so it might jump in and out. It, either or. It's oh. it's technology, don't worry. But anyway, guys, how, how are you doing? Where are you in the world right now? We are, we're, we're still in Chelmsford. Lockdown number, knockdown number two. So we're, we're in Chelmsford still close to radical bikes waiting out the storm getting ready for spring I mean, that's, that's where we are uh, that's what we're all waiting for really um so we'll go into a little bit first of all people who don't know you um because there will be some listeners who probably don't have a clue um tom uh tom and molly recent now pretty much run radical bikes right now i would say right correct me if i'm wrong you you know keeping it afloat yeah um, Radical Bikes is um, the UK's, it was the, probably the official UK's first uh, trials park. Um, one of the best. There's a few out there now. It used to be, you've got some quite a few different uh, places to ride. Yeah. And it's probably, how many years old now? You have to remind me. I want to say 11. 12. 12. This year it'll be 12. It's been 12 years as radical bikes our bike park you can go and ride and then it's been about 15 years a place where you could ride the um the essex bike trial club were with us for about three years before we turned it into a, a full-on pay and play bike park yeah and you've also got the like you say you the ability to help people out mechanically as well um and offer them parts and things like that so it's not just a place for people to go and ride they can actually get um Mechanical support, should I say, uh, too, as well. Um, now, Tom, you are also a rider. I'm going to say Molly is also a rider um, in the sense that, yeah, you, you have a trials bike, but you're pretty good on a horse, I, I've been told. I I was. I was. Um, I, apparently, when you hit, like, 16, you naturally turn into a 90-year-old woman and your back just cripples so uh that was relatively short-lived but but there fun. is history of riding from you both that's what i'm getting at but <laughs> tom yeah. yourself you haven't always been a, a trials rider and for those who don't know um tom rides a trials bike with no brakes on it yeah you heard <laughs> it right <That's> there. <laughs> by some people but you but you've always been you know at rad from uh, from day one as part of that kind of journey before then i sort of knew you as a bmxer that's yeah. that's what i remember so i'll go into how we sort of met i remember going to radical bikes finding out it's like yeah it was the best place to ride in the country at the time 
think it must have been back in 2009, I want to say. And you were a BMXer, so not into trials. At what point did you actually, because I don't know this answer, what point did you delve into the, the seatless world? So I rode, I rode trials before anything else. My first exposure to a bike that wasn't just a normal bike mm. was a trials bike. Me and my brother both did work experience um, in, a, in a local bike shop. And there was a picture of someone on their back wheel, on a bike with no seat. I had not very much interest in bicycles. We would go into the woods and I would actually run on my feet and chase Matt around the woods. Because I, was, I wasn't really fussed yeah. about bikes. Like. Yeah, like a dog. <laughs> Upright, two-legged, non-furry dog. That's what I did. And then Matt started riding bike trials with the Essex Bike Trial Club. And then I quickly joined on. We rode trials for about maybe three years mm. and then radical bikes became an idea that we had a, a parcel of land that was too much for just me and my brother we wanted to give it to the Essex Bike Trial Club as well and then turn it into a, a public park to ride so I probably rode trials for about three years with breaks mm. purely competition trials so like Canada Heights, Penshurst, Hookwoods, Thriftwood, Barra Farm being yeah. radical bike. And then I got quite quickly bored of riding trials, not not due to I was I was too good or anything, but the adrenaline of riding dirt jumps sort of took over. And then I did the dirt jump bike journey on a 24 inch jump bike for about two years, rode BMX for about six years. And then I've now recently started riding trials again with no brakes for the last three years. Yeah. So it's a, you would have got to switch things up. You know, I always find that otherwise you've got to keep things that much interesting. Yeah. That kind yeah, of level sure. of, uh, I, I mean, I, I only know because watching you ride, it's a little bit mental. And I'm sure Molly can uh, relate to that too, being like, I don't understand what goes on. You know, you can see how we ride, but most of us still don't quite comprehend in terms of your, maybe your style. Um, and uh, without um, without Tom, there would, uh, with you know, sorry, what was I going to say? What I meant to say was, Behind every man is a woman rolling uh, a woman rolling his eyes. Behind every good man is a woman rolling her eyes. Someone said that to me recently, um, and it really stuck, reminding me of you two, because there's so much. When I'm I'm lucky to have spent quite a bit of time being so close, being up at um, up at Radical Bikes. Just the way the way that your dynamic works as a couple. It's like those sort of couple goals. I have to say, guys, it is uh, very encouraging. And I love the way that Molly has that side um, over you a little bit, Tom. Do you know what I mean? And she's rolling her eyes, but she's... <laughs> she's... He knows what's going on. I have to, I have to keep everything in check and uh, do you, um, play. Do you still have a trials bike, Molly? Because I know, you know, I you've do. always had one. I do. And funny enough, last year, Tom, decide Tom had a little play on it. Because obviously it has brakes because I am sane. And he had a little play on it when your bike was apart or broken. something broken, or whatever. Yeah. And then he said, Oh, you know what? I'm gonna take your bike to work and I'm gonna like upgrade your brakes and I'm gonna put some new bits on it and blah 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 blah. And obviously I knew in the back of my head the whole reason he was doing that was because he'd just got on it and had a play <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I, I'm waiting um, for that day. I'm, I, I like to think that one day, whoever ha, whoever decides to deal with me, um, I'll be like, don't you want a trials bike? No, I won't ride it. Yeah, 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 you do. 
my point <laughs> being it will just be another excuse to have another trials bike yeah you know yeah like, oh look we'll put it on the wall babe look it would look really good over there so um i hope to i hope to one day that i'll get to do do the same sort of thing and use that to my advantage <laughs> yeah. yeah um one thing i'm sure everyone would uh want to know um what's been going on at radical bikes uh last year then what have you been up to i know there's been lots of changes um i do know but people listening might not do you want to go into a little bit about what you did uh last year and then we'll maybe talk about where it might be going so we had we had planned probably for the last two winters to completely reshape the bike park things how we had planned out the overall layout worked really well nine ten eleven years ago when we started 12 years ago when we started when we started it was kind of a yeah we'll put that there we'll put that there like we'll have dirt jumps there yeah. or we'll have something there Whereas now we know so much more. There's like there's specific things. There's one certain ramp that gets ridden the most. But what we didn't realise was where the sun comes up. So you can have a great session in the morning, but when you ride in the afternoon, the sun's in your eyes. Yeah, ramp's basically unrideable. So we've changed lots of things around. We sort of had a blank piece of paper mm. and was like, right, really big change. What would you do? And specifically with the trials bike stuff, rather than just get a tractor, lift up one thing, put it somewhere else. I've wanted to completely change everything to make it fresh for myself. And obviously that benefits everybody else anyway. The same as the, the dirt jumpers. We have predominantly a dirt jump based venue, although all the trials riders will see it when it's really sunny, full of upwards of a hundred trials riders. Yeah. They'll think it's really a trial, but the bread and butter Saturday to Sunday, 10 till six is dirt jump riders. So we always spend the large portion of winter digging flat out. And there's about nine of us that, that dig consistently most evenings and weekends through the winter. And we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have a, a quarter of what we've got without the dig crew that build there. And they, they know who they are and they mm. get, they get thanked every time by me and Mole on a Sunday. Mole makes countless runs of coffee and bakes biscuits and cookies and, well, I, I, uh, yeah, yeah. I attempt. Yeah, she, she tries to. No, you know, you, you do keep us uh, keep us in check, looking after us. I have to say, it's, it's it is an important role. Um, but those who who aren't even sure that they uh, they have uh, also uh, a foam pit there, which you saying predominantly for for jump riders, which anyone can ride. It doesn't matter. You can yeah. ride yeah. it. Um, anyone. <laughs> I wanted to ask when. When was that foam put actually put in? Because I think somewhere I might have had a photo of us somewhere. I was like, what, do you remember when that was put there? We we opened, I think, five years, five or six years. So I'd probably say it's been there for probably seven years. The foam pit was a really big thing that um, my mum basically did most of the the paperwork stuff for that. So yeah. Radical Box is a community interest company. So you mm. can get business rate relief and you can apply for grants. So we, uh, my mum had applied for a grant for a foam pit to basically get all the steel, get the cubes, get the ramp built. Yeah. And then mum sort of come up and gone, we're going to have a foam pit. And this yeah. is a dream. Like, cool. yeah. what, you've got one in, yeah, you've got one at Corby in Northamptonshire and you've got one at the track in Cornwall in Portreef. So to have, look, we are the biggest and closest foam pit to London being yeah. the capital of the UK. Yeah. And we knew that the bike park would completely change when we got this feature. And it put us on the map and a lot of the locals thought, 
they'll never get a phone it, it won't happen like pipe dreams screaming and then it, month yeah. of, and we got it and like we've had we've had the the world well, three star mountain bike champion sam pilgrim he 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 has ridden at rad cat like countless times yeah. um jack at rad and like even um mark fabian who's the unicycle trials world champion he's ridden the phone pit on his unicycle something i wouldn't ever think to have happened yeah but that shown in a sentence, that it, it doesn't make any sense how are you even supposed to kind of well, yeah. how does that really work but yeah i but mean you've probably seen it you've probably seen it. yeah go on no i say it's an, a huge a huge and major important part to um to the scene you know because like you just said mm. it, it just put it on the map um there are other riders uh, um tom tom eistead we grew up together i've known him we went to school together and he um he's someone who absolutely loves it and it wasn't until i saw him there like oh dude do you know radical bike he's like yeah mate i love it i was like oh man like everyone why did we not know this so yeah. it's just bringing all disciplines together you go to the street yeah. that's my point you go to the street and that's fine we can have trials riders all there hang out but radical bikes is that kind of hub for all of those disciplines that's great You've got the dirt jumpers over there. BMX is a half pipe they can mess about on. Resi ramp as well, right? That's a really important thing. It's just that area or not many places in our country, if any, if anywhere, actually, if I think about it, where you'll find every that. rider in the same place. It's just like I never really would have made friends with, say, Cam. He's a dirt jumper, but yeah. because he's there and we're all riding there, it's like we're making friends with other disciplines. And I think that's just really important. So, well, I think um, the only place that has, you know, BMX, MTB, and trials facilities in one yeah. sort of pit. Yeah, the close, I think the close, over here anyway. Yeah. yeah, I think the blocks, the blocks that Rich Pearson does, where you've got Mount Hawk. I know they've got a bit of a dirt spot, and they've got their trial section. That's obviously that's what they've done. But Radical Bikes will never be a dirt jump venue, or a trials venue, or a unicycle venue. It will be a place where you can come and ride and like we do things with mm. archery like we've done stuff like that before like we've done team building exercises for schools and it's we kind had of, national geographic we had national yeah. we had national geographic we've had, we had a japanese people probably won't know this but we had um joe ma approached us about nine years ago and said a japanese tv program have found me and they want to film with us for the day so we came to rad these Japanese guys got out of a cab and Joe Ma turned up. They put this really funky energy drink on the floor. He jumped off a pallet, crushed the can. They got the shot and they left. They were in the field for about 25 minutes. They'd flown from Japan to film the clip. That just says it all. Because they're like, oh, I don't know anywhere that's like that. Until we started, until I started thought about it. Yeah, it might be Mount Hawk would be the closest. But even yet, that's still sort of unofficial. Yeah, and it's pretty far. Not many people have have even uh, ridden there so of all the, you've heard it here first folks you know any 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 day any time that, that is open just go there even if you've just got one wheel like you said you can ride the phone pit on a unicycle yeah there, there is no excuse i mean i think we definitely have the most international riders um come from the unicycling um yeah. for sure i mean when we have the unicycling events they are amazing absolutely amazing um one of my favorite events you know through the year um and they travel from all over the show and i know that the first unicycle event we had um 
we had a guy ride his unicycle from Camden. 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 All the way to Rad. He had no stops. There was no yeah. get car and do a journey. He rode his unicycle. Like motorway. I know how that because I'm I'm about a couple few miles from Camden, yeah. maybe 15, 20 minutes to drive. So for me to drive from my house to Rad is at least forty five minutes, maybe forty. And this guy's did it on one wheel. One right? wheel. He just, wasn't just to be from clear. Yeah. He he was French. He'd come from France to Camden, and we were all sitting around a bonfire on the first night having a few beers and just getting to know the people because it was our first time being exposed to unicycles. Yeah. And this head talk came along the road at about half eight, nine o'clock at night. We were, we, we, we were absolutely speechless, didn't we? We gave, we gave him a load, a load of beer. We gave him a free t-shirt, yes. some stickers, <laughs> the commitment. This person had come to come to our little three acre square of greens, yeah. come and ride it gives us a lot of gratification that people are willing to make such a massive journey to come and to come and play in our field. Yeah. And it's one of those places that definitely feels worth it regardless of that. My, my first ever trip to it was, I think the first ever Radfest and you could see how much Jack Meek put into it, phoning people personally, like, please come. I know it's really far, you know, go on. <laughs> and because of that, it like, on my personal level shaped shaped my life to some aspect because one of the reasons of me living here is because of where you guys are it's, it sounds mental to say that but i was like hang on a minute i'm gonna live one hour from radical bikes and i'm biased but it was like the best place to ride in the country and then me having come here five or six years on left all my friends in the southwest i'm like where are my friends or oh, guess what they're in essex yeah. so Mate, I, I just can't um, can't believe how much uh, Rad has impacted so many other people's lives. I know that it's had mine. I'm sure anyone can comment if you've had um, Tom or Molly um, help you out or it's impacted you in any way. I'm sure they would want to hear hear that for sure. Oh, 100%. Speaking of all of the, the Rad Fests, um, I've actually only missed two, which was 2014 yeah. and 15, I believe. I was in uh, America, but which ones? Uh, which ones are you, your favourites? Each of you might be different. This is a difficult question now. I would say, I or think... something that you remember. Give us your your best or your most memorable rad fest. You know what? I think my one was it. Twenty sixteen. I think it was twenty sixteen. Green T-shirt and. Yeah. Mm, Mm. Orange Barrow, you painting with the green, you and that. No, in the I green. think that was 2015. Sure. 2015 or 2016, I'm not 100%, yeah. but one of them, we, I obviously had only been, I'd either only been with Rad a month or um, a year, depending on what the year was. But I'm sure it was 20. Your first Radfest. My No, right, 2015. Your very first Radfest, because I was like, that yes. wasn't 2016. Was that the IC Green year? No. No. So IC Green no, was... We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute so the listeners have some context, but go on. Um, right. 2015, my first Radfest. And I think we... No, it was 2016. Sorry. <laughs> it wasn't my first Radfest. Yeah, because I felt but... like I was there at your first one and I missed right. 14 and 15. Right. No, 2015 was my first one. Okay. 
But I was very, we only just got together in the June. So it was literally a month later was Radfest. Um, 2016, we were rammed and ended up running out of wristbands. I think we had like 400 people. And it was, there was something about it. It was just the, the family side of Rad, I think really showed through in the 2016 one. Mm. Um, I can remember specifically throwing water over Dan Wheeler in a marquee. At the end, yeah. Um, playing beer pong. Um, and who got thrown in the foam pit? Rory Hooper. Rory Hooper. Rory, he got taped up as well, didn't he? Yeah, see, I do remember 16, I think it must have been 16 very well because yeah. it was the fir first one back for me and it was the yeah. first time I was actually living in, in the area. Um, yeah. So much so, I remember finishing work on a Friday, driving to Rad, being like, oh my God, I'd have to drive five hours. So There's 45 yeah. minutes up the road. Um, that's, that's definitely my favourite. I think it just showed what the place was about in three days, you know, but it felt like it went on for ages, which is amazing. Um, big old family get togethers. That, that's what they yeah. feel like, aren't they? Yeah. Big yeah. Thanksgiving yeah. time because there's also rivalry and trials just like there is with family. So it, it all gets heated and exciting um, at the same time. What about, um, what about you, Tom? Any rad fest that really stick? I think if every rad fest goes by like that for me, it's just, I think, People, I, I, I believe that people realise how much work it takes to run something like that. And every year, the the more admin side, like getting the wristband through and booking the toilets and booking the showers and booking the caterers and giving them numbers and yeah. doing all of that side, I don't tend to, that tended to be a, a, a Molly side thing that she'd taken from my mum. Yeah. The more physical graft that my dad would do, I would do. And yeah. It's a quite a stressful thing. Like there was one day, I think it was a couple of days before Radfest. I literally had my phone torch and a paintbrush and Callum feeding me McDonald's mm. at about half 12 at night yeah. because I'm like, oh, let me just finish this bit of painting. Let me finish this bit of painting. And the year, I think it was 20, 2019 was the blue year, wasn't it? The blue, the, the, the year when the field was blue. So for the 10 year anniversary. Yes, of, and like, I remember. That was when we were working, like, literally through the night. And Callum, God bless him, has always been the deliverer of food for us. McDonald's. Yeah. I'm Shout out to so Callum Sherwood there. He's, he's been named a few times. Yeah, he it wouldn't. He, he is one of the original Dirt Jumper Dig crew that kind of moved on to trials and is doing a bit of both now. Yeah. He is such a vital, a vital, mm. vital ingredient of the team. And he's just so nice. He's just such a nice person. I'm glad you he came up because I've got it down here written down. It just says Callum Sherwood, the man. <laughs> he is a part. I've got to give him a shout out because he's a big part of Radical Bikes. Of those of you who don't know him, like Tom just said, big dirt jumper, moved into the trials world as well. He likes to think he's leaving trials. He's not. He'll soon he he'll, hasn't he'll got get a back on it. No, of course he hasn't. He'll get, as soon as he gets back on a trials bike and does some tricks. But we've got to keep our um, keep ourselves busy. Yeah. Um, I think we can rely on Cal for a lot and I mean it that's literally down to the point of we're at work or something it's like Cal I'm running behind I need you to go and do the dogs and he's like yeah cool sweet like what do you want from the shop have you got dinner like what are we are you yeah. just he, yeah he's a, absolutely he's, vital he's a, he's a good lad I yeah. think I think best best rad fest I think every year that 
a one happens, that then becomes my favourite year. Because it's known as, because people know Radfest and you can type in uh, Radfest on YouTube and you can watch the first one that like Jack had a lot of influence in, then you can look at, you can keep going. I think they get better and better and better. I think my, my best sort of Radfest moment is one that nobody shares other than me, Molly and Joe Simpkins. After Radfest is done and there's about a month of it's finished, let's plan the next one sort of thing. I'll get a random text from Joe Simpkins who films the video, who's one of the diggers, and he'll say, it's done. And that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. He'll come over, he'll bring his computer, he sets it up in the lounge, and we sit and watch the video probably twice over, and I just sit there and cry. Because <laughs> it is literally the best thing every year. That's all I want. If I could do, if I could just do Radfest one a year until I die, I'll be so happy. I, I think it agree. can... It can get quite overwhelming, you know, like the build up to it. And then when you're in it and obviously we're, we're working and whatnot, as are Mick and Maria and all the boys, um, you get sort of sucked up in it and you don't, sometimes you need to sit back and enjoy it a little bit, but you know, some years it does go really fast. Of course. So you get to the end and you're like, now I just need to see the video. I need to see what actually happens. You're responsible there. So I get that it can be difficult to really just, you know like let loose do you know what i mean and really just like let go of everything because you're responsible yeah. you need to make sure things are happening and it's going um going the ways that it should be um just to be clear to everybody else this is not tom and molly's job this is not their full-time job <laughs> <laughs> just i was like they actually they actually work full-time and then have to do this in their spare time um yeah. which is you know can be tough tom some people already know um what you do you you're the first ah the first guest to come on the show twice yeah hey there you go um keeping trials addict um keeping it going you know yeah. as it is to try and and molly you have a day job too do you want to let some some of them know what you do so i i have a couple I, i've never really stuck myself on one job um yeah. i do a bit of cleaning in the week you know keep myself active yeah. and my uh I work at a jewellers in Chelmsford. Um, so my stepdad, Graham, um, love him, as a lot of people have probably met in the field. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he is a jeweller, a very talented one as well. If anyone needs any engagement rings made, then please. Get at Mole. Um, um, speaking so of I engagement did... rings, actually. Go on. You just said it then. Um, what I've I put down here, because you're the first couple that's been on the show, so... Thank you very much. One, um, one I like to say, I wasn't quite there for the beginning, but I've definitely seen you grow together um, mm. uh, over over the years. So much so, absolute pleasure of having to be the DJ of your wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, a highlight of uh, of that year. Was it 2019, I want to say? 2019, yeah. Something if it was like 2020, that. it wouldn't have been happening. Yeah. Um, point being, so... Did you know what you were getting yourself into, Molly, when you sort of met Tom? Because you, like you said, you're straight into Radfest, straight on the responsibility yeah. side of things. Um, start as you mean to go on. I just want to know a little bit about how you guys actually met and, you know, how it how it got to where we are now. Yeah. So, um, funny enough, we actually met at Radical Bikes. 
at Radfest 2014. I had no idea who he was. I went with other people, um, turned up at this random field that I'd driven past all my life and seen people bouncing around on logs because all I could remember was a section in the corner of the field that I'd look at and think, what, what are you doing? Um, never took any notice. And then I can remember turning up at this field for this festival mm. and seeing Tom sat on a deck chair or a plastic chair on top of one of the metal containers in the trial section watching Matty Turner's uh, video preview. Uh, yeah. It was up like a, a projector. Yeah. And all I thought was, oh, my God, what an arsehole. He thinks he's the king. It's all I thought. I just thought, look at him. Look at him. I can already see you saying that to them lot too, Molly. Just like, who are these people? Really? Uh, it's, it just, I just looked at him and I thought, who the hell does he think he is? You know, just sat up there on his own. It was like, and everyone. And obviously I had no idea who Tom was at this point. Um, and then we didn't, we didn't speak or anything, you know. Um, and then we sort of, caught back up in different circumstances so you saw the, him again there was a different like you parted ways yeah, but nothing yeah, you know like, definitely oh. kind of uh there wasn't love at first sight put it that way she saw tom like who the f is that like <laughs> really <laughs> um, and then yeah the second time that we met it was like all oh, right that's you um and then i think after our first meeting you messaged me saying here's my number and now put it to good use yeah yeah i know that line because that's what you you said that at the wedding i remember yeah. you being like yeah. that is my number put it to to good use what that's telling me though is like i i, I hear it from my mom and some other people be like mate you're never going to go and meet anyone if you're at a trials park riding your bike doing things i've just been oh, proved wrong. wrong that's what i'm <laughs> saying people are like Matt, you can't go on wasting your weekends out on a bike park where it's just full of lads riding their bikes. I'm like, excuse me, mate. Um, there's <laughs> evidence over here that that gets you married. <laughs> oh yeah, living proof. Yeah. Oh, that's just even more so that to to put radical bikes on a pedestal right there, um, steering people's lives right now. Um, and I, I'm hoping that soon. As you can see, uh, Molly's wearing a, a Radical Bikes t-shirt. and Tom's got a hat on, the merch. I, You would be able to see mine. Um, unfortunately, I have to do this. I don't know if Tom knows why, but I've got to turn around. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> the person who printed the t-shirts didn't know what they were doing. It's still, it's still Radical Bikes on it, so that's fine. Um, I'm going to yeah, fire up some photos of you guys now. I've, I, I did a... A little bit of digging, um, nothing too much. So earlier on, we spoke about what we know as the IC Green. Now, just to put some context to the listeners, <laughs> what year was it? Twenty sixteen. I want to say sixteen or seventeen. Seven? No, it was eighteen. Ten year anniversary. No, ten year anniversary. Nineteen. Nineteen. Oh God, mm. oh, oh wow. Yeah, twenty one. We're on twenty one right now. So the IC Green, it refers to Tom Mitchell absolutely face planting the ground so hard that I think his, his, his eye socket or his retina hit the grass so hard that all he saw was green. That's, that's what he was telling us. Yeah. He's like, all I can see is, is green. Now, I think, now you have to correct me if I'm wrong, I think this is the damage from it. 
Yeah, oh, yes. that's it. There you Where's go. Picture. Where am I? There it is. Um, I was hoping that. So that's right. That's that is the. <laughs> that is, oh, the I green but that nose was already broken. That he's, yeah. he's he's always had a broken nose since I've known him. Um, so it looks a lot worse because it looks like his nose is really on the wonk, but it is that is normal. <laughs> was yeah. an opportunity to straighten it out because I've heard that's a thing. If you break it oh. a second time, you should you're, you're I, meant to just whack it in place. Yeah, I did try and persuade him to let me have a little knock, but um, no. No way. Didn't, didn't happen. I don't. Is, is there a footage of that somewhere? I'm not really sure. I can't. No. no well, no. basically, there. If you watch the 2019 Radfest video, I think Toast Bikes there <coughs> put that one together. There is a, a clip of what happened to Tom's bike. Um, his fork snapped. Basically, hit the deck really yeah. hard. Snapped his forks, and then his face on the ground really hard. <laughs> so definitely um definitely wanted to go and look for but mate i'll never forget that and as we say that hashtag is a thing i see green mm. well we actually um we have chris jackson through the summer a lot love him little yeah shout out to, to uh, the shindig podcast ambassador mr chris jackson oh yeah. yes he is uh He's our boy. Yeah. And we have him a lot through summer. You know, he sleeps on the sofa as much as he physically can. Yeah. Um, tries to crawl into bed every night. But, you know, we sort of <laughs> draw a line there. Um, the throttle that you are. <laughs> and me and... So Tom was adamant he could go to work the next day. So I was like, fine, whatever. I'm not, I can't stop you physically. Yeah. And me and Chris had the whole next day off. Um, so I said to Chris, like, you know, is it too soon to make him a cake? that says I see green on it. Oh. And we were like, fuck it, let's do it. So me and Chris spent the next day after Radfest, not cleaning up or anything, literally making Tom a cake just to write on it, I see green. Bake, yeah. you baked a cake to just add the hashtag. I'm, I think, I remember seeing a picture of that somewhere. It definitely exists, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it, it exists out there somewhere. Um, where's this other great one I had? Now this one I love, um, you can give me some more context. It's, both of you, um, oh, what's going yeah. on? Right? <laughs> oh, I can't see it because I've. You can see it though. Give me a second. There we are. Right. Both of you, both of you got bikes, matching attire. Yeah. Um, yeah. Looks a bit like um, a sponsor plug. <laughs> Very Stop. old picture. Look at. Look at little Tom's baby face there. Hey? This would have been me, me and Mo probably wouldn't have been together that long. What we, where this picture sort of have come from was we were starting to work with um, Chelsea City Council and do uh, a lead mountain bike ride through the wood and do coffee for a ladies group. So we a ladies group through Chelsea City Council approached us and said, we want to try and get women out there, get them exercising and get them muddy. They don't all just want to do walking netball and, and yeah. cotton circles. So we thought, why not? We spoke to more large and uh, me and my dad, and we picked out two polygons from their range. And we thought, right, let's try and keep doing this successfully. Yeah. We met people. We did yeah. some good exercise. So that was that was called this girl can if anyone's interested that was it uh, they, they're still running we we aren't doing rides with them at the yeah. minute obviously as well as the pandemic and whatnot but um yeah they do quite a lot uh, for women that want to get out and 
like I said, at the minute with COVID interruptions, I don't know what they'd be doing, but if anyone was interested in that, then they are are around. Mm-hmm. And I hope to see, I mean, hopefully some more of that. I know that when it <clears throat> reopens, eventually when it reopens, I know there'll be lots of other um, opportunities for people to get involved. Um, the one thing I, I, I believe that we will see um, in the field in the next few years is a lot of road cyclists. We've had everyone in that field, but I have a feeling in the next few years we'll be bringing in the road cyclists, even as your spectators, to come and grab their coffee, but they'll be in there. Yeah. Nice they'll be that. in there which um let me just see if i've got another photo here and then i want us to quickly talk about 2021 and what we're going to do this year um there's a good oh this one i just thought because it's so old and you guys just look tom just looks too cute in it oh, <laughs> that is the first ever picture of me and tom and i mean i look absolutely ecstatic gorgeous <laughs> i thought it was because i was going through being like so after before this there's none of you and i thought this might be the the point the hair when they had to think they had no idea that they'd have to deal with each other for the rest of their lives no so for for context for this picture yeah go on um, me me and mo had started chatting and this was super early in the year absolutely freezing Mm. and kind of the first day i took mo to go and watch banger racing so Yeah, we went to Essex Arena to go and watch cars race around and smash into each other. and With loads of what were just Tom's friends originally, obviously all mine now. But um, the night before this, I'd got really drunk and basically text Tom and said, you know, you fancy coming and pick me up? So I, I'm smashed. Absolutely. I'm ready for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, replied, I, I want to see you, please. He replied. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's fine. Where are you? I told him where I was. And then the next message I got was, I'm outside. And I thought, shit. Right. He's actually, all right, fine. Let's, let's yeah. go for it. No, that's what I mean. He's like, oh, this this one, this one, this one does yeah. as he's told. <laughs> this one does as I tell him to. Oh, I just thought it was a, a really cute uh, image of uh, of you guys. And um, I know that you've, uh, you've grown with radical bikes and being our, our first couple to get on i thought it was a, a nice little gesture of you your first image together tom looks so much younger than you there though he he always looked about 12 um yeah a bit 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 strange that mate yeah yeah yeah, yeah. late bloomer yeah. that goat he's really done favors for you now tom really done you and i will be around. i'll be 27 years old in a week today one week yeah you're creeping up to 30 mate creeping yeah, up exactly. creeping up all right well we could i know we could sit and chat forever there's one thing i want to make sure we uh, we cover is the future of radical bikes right now what um i know some people might have seen you are rebuilding the dirt jumps you've had a whole revamp can you yeah. what insight can you give us what are you looking to do um where's it looking to go so the the dirt jump side of things that's been taken care of by myself and all of our team for people that don't know dirt jumps aren't just yeah if you've got a big digger you can just do that and then you've got what you've got like it is an absolute labor of love if you ever see some really nice steep side beautiful looking dirt jumps someone loves those jumps like you love a family member like they take more than any Chelsea 
flower winning garden if you want dirt jumps you've got some full commitment to keep them and stop them from crumbling you can't ride them if they're too wet they don't work well if they're too dry you need to have them in the shade they need to be cut water, a huge amount whereas with bike trials yeah. put an obstacle there as long as it doesn't move or fall over give it a lick of paint and that'll do that'll do you a year and stuff like that so for, yeah. the, for the dirt side of things we've got our plan from that we've gone from having five rows of jumps that work okay and we're going to have three rows of jumps that are going to be absolutely perfect so we've sacrificed some room where the log section was um the log section at rad got used but not as much as some of the other things so as i said earlier we now know a lot more from what gets ridden a lot, like especially with the birth for street trials that sort of Danny Mac thrust onto the scene, which a lot of people ride the BMX style five bikes. We're going to do a lot of that. We've taken, or we're about to take inventory of everything. So we have basically taken everything out of the trials section and we've got it in a big pot. We have a massive stack of pipes, a massive stack of tires, beams, logs, uh, con- uh, concrete like uh, uh, containers. So what the plan is, I've kind of got one section that I've always wanted to build. It's like a street plaza. So nice. I'm going to find the flat bit of field down the edge, normally where we put like the Radfest mm-hmm. speed trial and bits yeah. and bobs like that. And I want a long run of ledges and banks and rail gaps and like something and try and find some benches to reinforce. So it would be when you go out on a street ride, you're going to find a wall at bar height. You're going to maybe find a flat bank or a flat gap yeah. and do that then that'll be sort of my main, my main focus. And then whatever I've got left of all the big pile of bits, I'm going to sort of divide it in three and go, right, so I'm going to build three more sections. I'd like to build a section that is obviously trials bike because trials bike riders will ride whatever you give them. If we just throw it in a pile and paint it, they'll love it. But we want to try and plan more than what we've planned before if that makes sense. Yeah, well, we've had 10 years of gathering data and seeing what people are doing and how, I guess, now was that time to do the whole uh, revamp. Uh, I've got to say, it was extremely scary to see an empty field after, you know, that many years of riding and seeing bits like that. Um, It was quite sad. (laughs) But I know you guys are working really hard towards um, some of that. What about, um, I was just thinking, because I know you mentioned, like, designs how do you i know some people if you've got any ideas can we can we send them to you could we give you any just to kind of help you guys out how can all the listeners here help maybe you guys from where they are yeah definitely send through designs i mean if you're going to send designs like steve rogers does (laughs) where mine needs to draw a more accurate picture then, then just just keep them in your scrapbook. Um, <laughs> so, that's what I mean, right? Yeah. Don't write it on uh, a napkin, um, so it doesn't make sense. <laughs> we, we do love Steve, and there's a there's a reason that he has his job, and there's a reason we have a trials park, and Steve doesn't. <laughs> judge, judge, judge on the drawings that he has given us. That I'm not, I never knock anyone. If anyone wants to put forward ideas, that's brilliant. I think what's going to happen is. When we yeah. come into the spring and people are coming out of the woodwork into ride, what we've sort of spoken about is we would like to put forward like a Facebook competition and say, right, if I gave you five pipes, five beams, five sleepers, five tanks, five rocks, 
what would you build? Draw me a picture. And then what we'll do is we'll keep that to one side and then we'll pick a winner. The winner can pick a colour scheme and we'll build their section for them. And maybe if we could do a rad fest, maybe 2021, 20, 22, we'll then say, right, say, for example, Tom Hutley wins. Well, I can go, this is the Hutley section and it will be there for rad fest. Yep. And people can, I think that's maybe awesome. we put the design yeah. and vote on it. Because we, we, we all have create creative blocks and there's going to be certain things that you as a rider would choose over things that I would. If I was to build Radical Bikes myself, it would be a BMX street hybrid and nothing would be above six foot tall because that's what I like to ride. Yeah. But there's no me building it for me because it's for everyone. And I like big. You like, you like the big things, You get don't to you? see everyone's back muscles contracting well. It's like Andre and Damon, don't you? I was just about to say, what, what, what was your favourite rider? Is that what you said? No, something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's, I, 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 can, I can live with that. Um, guys, I know that we could talk all day. I actually have Good. another another interview with the, the god and goddess of Radical Bikes. <laughs> You know, yeah. I really started it. Oh no, you're the king and the queen, but they're the god and goddess. Uh, you know, because <laughs> yeah. um, I just uh, a prince and princess just doesn't have the 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 same ring to it now that you know, uh, um, Meghan Markle and all that sort of damaged uh, <laughs> the princess name. I don't know if you can use that, <laughs> but um, guys amazing to to chat with you all um good to hear that there's lots uh, lots in the pipeline and lots to come with uh, radical bikes those who don't know anything about tom and molly um you can find out more uh, on instagram molly at radical bikes or molly dot radical bikes tom dot radical bikes just type in radical bikes us and the dogs yeah, yeah. Yeah, and of course, yeah, you, you don't want to miss out on those uh, beautiful hounds that you have there. And of course, you can catch up on all like Radical Bikes videos, all the Radfest videos. It's been going on for 10 years. If you're listening to this and you still don't know what Radical Bikes is or who Radfest are, where the hell have you been? Please go and make sure you search it, find out what it is. Um, if they have any questions on Radical Bikes, they can reach out to the page, can't they? And find out and just send you a message. Current questions aren't, are you open? Because no, we are most definitely not. There's right. nothing to ride there, guys, in case you didn't know. I have been there. Um, and it's, it's an, it is an empty field. It's, yes. it's an empty field. Empty field. I don't actually know if we're verging on closer to swamp than field now. Lots um, of rain. It's, it's a bog. So, wow, yeah. so uh, we've got some time for the ground to dry up uh, till you guys can get back to work in there. Sure. We are quite we are quite a distance away from bringing machinery in, unfortunately. But we have this every year. Wait it, wait it out, wait it out, and see what we get. Through. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the behalf of the entire biking community, not that I speak for everyone, um, thank you so much for being you guys. Um, the the scene wouldn't be where it is uh, without the Mitchell family. I might add. So. Thanks so much. Um, really great to catch up with you guys uh, again. I uh, should hopefully see you very soon. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the end of the show, actually. The guy's listening. I'm just going to go and move on to the God and Goddess. It's an extra, extra special feature-length show. Um, so, guys, thanks again.
and um, I will no see problem. you very, very soon. I love you lots. Ciao for now. Ah, you f-